It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. It's one versus one tonight as number one overall pick Victor Wembanyama takes on rookie of the year Paolo Bancaro. We preview the big matchup that no one's going to see because Paolo doesn't get to be on national TV. Plus, our trade deadline tour continues. We'll talk about players to pick off the Spurs as we get ready for Wednesday's game. It's time for Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 30th. It will be January 31st, 2024. My name is Philip Ross. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to chat with Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs to preview tonight's big game between the Orlando Magic and the San Antonio Spurs, the top two, the number one overall picks of the last two years going against each other. How Victor Wembanyama has been faring, plus what lessons he may have taken from Paolo Bancaro or how they're similar. We'll get to that. Plus, our trade deadline tour continues. We hit up the Spurs, a team that has been rumored to be connected to Markel Fultz at various times and actually has a win-now veteran that very much fits the magic. We'll talk about frameworks and all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. And we are joined now by a good friend of mine, good friend of the show, and a good friend of ours for the next couple weeks here with the Magic and Spurs taking care of their games here. We're joined by Jeff Garcia of Locked On Spurs. Jeff, how, how's it going, man? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Uh, yeah, it's, it's going. It's kind of a kind of a rough season. You know, yeah. obviously the biggest highlight is Wimby. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, you know, you know, I, I just wish the Spurs would have been pretty much forthright to start the season like media day is they're saying yay we're about wins just simply say hey we're still in the rebuild you know give us a couple more years but expectations were high and it's been kind of a letdown yeah i mean it's 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 been a while for spurs to yeah. do something like this like 96 97 Eesh. a while yeah. probably um but yeah uh but fortunately you guys did get the number one prize and, mm-hmm. and i think I think that's kind of where we, we need to start with this matchup uh, because yeah. um, 
the Magic and the Spurs had the last two number one picks. Both players had, Paolo had a tremendous rookie season. Mm-hmm. Victor Wembenyama is having a fantastic rookie season. We're going to get our first mm-hmm. good look at it as at him as Magic fans if you haven't watched him on national TV already. Let's. I, I want to start here. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest surprise about Victor Wembenyama as a rookie? You know, I'm. I don't know if he's met the wild expectations mm-hmm. that everyone had for him. He's been really good this year, though. Yeah, yeah, he has. And for me, my biggest um, surprise is how quick he learned. I really thought his learning curve will take uh, maybe till about now. Like, I thought maybe about now he would start propelling himself to be that number one generational, all that hype. But he took off pretty early. And it it was a little bit of a slow start. Uh, You know, everybody knows that Chet was kind of leading the pack for the Rookie of the Year award for a good chunk of the start of the season. Now, Wimby has overtaken that. Um, so it's been a little bit of a mo- uh, mix of everything from Wimby's adjustment, um, namely two different leagues. You know, French league, they play like maybe three times a week. You know, that's or maybe, a, I don't know, I'm making this up four times a month or something like ridiculous. Like once a week, once a yeah, week, once a mid- week or something like that. game or something. They practice yeah. a lot more in Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then now, uh, you know, playing almost every other day. And I think his adjustment has been pretty fine. I, you know, I've been bracing for the rookie wall. Every rookie goes through it. I actually see him not going through that this season. I think he's just going to bust through that wall and, um, you know, keep on projecting upward as he has. Um, there's sometimes I have to remember that he's still a kid. Okay, he turned 20 years old. But you, you get you get to see both sides of everything. You get to see the professional, now 20-year-old on the court, you know, just shattering records, leading the league in blocks. Uh, you know, putting up 30 plus point nights, you know, 20 plus point nights. And then you see the kid, the kid side, the young guy in him and his adjustment just coming to the United States. I'll give you all a good example. I was in the Spurs locker room and, you know, Wimby has already did his, uh, the main press conference. So he's kind of, you know, off limits, you know, he's, he's done, you know, he's just going to wrap up and take off. He walks in, he's getting dressed and he hears myself and the rest of the uh, writers talking about BS, just whatever, you know, we're just killing time. And then, so Wimby's kind of like directly in front of me, like there's a writer and then his locker is right there, right in front of me. And all I see is Wimby doing this, like eavesdropping. He's like, what's going on? (laughs) He's like, what's going on? So he's fixing his jacket and he's kind of looking at us. One of the writers then says, kind of brings him into the conversation. They ask him a question. Hey, what do you think about this and everything? And then just like any other kid who's just curious, he walks into our little group, group huddle chat and we start talking, and then he's like, we start asking him, like, oh, what are some words that you haven't really learned about or knew existed until you came to the United States? He revealed that he never heard of the phrase low-key before, ever, uh-huh. ever. And then he he taught us some French bad words. So there's that. <laughs> so, That's always the joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but just to see those two sides of him, you know, on the court, in front of the media, then when the cameras are off and not in front of the media, so to speak, you know, how he's still a young guy, still figuring out his way, not just on the NBA stage, but on just living in a new country. So st- X's and O's wise, you, you, I think the shift from him going from whatever you want to play, literally, that's how it was to start the season. It was whatever you want to play, Wimby, go for it, to now being more positioned at the five spot. I think that has really boosted him. Uh, to this day, I don't know why. I mean, I do know why, but, you know, just... I don't know why they just went with Sohan at point guard. That was the most yeah. frustrating, frustrating yeah. moment. And, and uh, it, like, 
I mean, we're yeah. us in Orlando are probably a little more experienced at the whole rebuilding thing and yeah. experiment and, and trying out experiments and seeing yeah. how things develop. And it, it, it can be really frustrating when it's really clear it's not working. And, and ultimately, yeah. you know, to that point, everything San Antonio should be doing right now is to mm-hmm. make Wemby better. Um, you know, a yeah, lot of right. like the Magic are experiencing a little bit of that with Paolo. Obviously, mm-hmm. like Paolo came in the league very well hyped, had a fantastic mm-hmm. rookie season, deserved rookie of the year. And like with Wemby, everyone tried to like poke little holes in his in his rookie of the year candidacy. Mm-hmm. Although I think Chet Holmgren's a little bit better, bigger of a challenge than Jalen Williams mm-hmm. uh, was last year. Um, but you, 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 you. I think what we're seeing with a lot of these rookies is, and I think Paolo was this way last year too was just the the amount of maturity they have on the court. Like mm-hmm. These guys have been, you know, Wembenyama's obviously been in a professional program right. for years now, you know, you know, since he was discovered essentially, he's probably play, he was probably playing mm-hmm. in a professional program. A lot of the American players too, I think, are in these quasi-professional programs or getting mm-hmm. professional training from very, very young ages. And so we're seeing, I think, a lot of these elite players enter the league and not necessarily look like rookies. Like I, I know mm-hmm. with the Magic, Paolo's first five or six games, he scored 20 points. And it was like, mm-hmm. oh, it shouldn't be this easy for a, a player even right. of Paolo's caliber to, to to impact the game this quickly. And, you know, we're, we're sitting here, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon is recording this. It'll be Wednesday when you listen to this, probably a day before Paolo Bancuro was named to his first all-star team. And, and it, right. it, it looks that it looks that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, I, I, to, to your point, I think a lot of what we saw from Paolo last year was, you know, they kind of just threw him out on the court early in the season mm-hmm. said, go do your thing. We'll figure out how to fit everything around right. it. Maybe the magic were, you know, the magic, but because of injuries probably also had to do some weird experiments with point guards, including putting Paolo at point guard for, for occasion. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately a lot of those experiments to end up being good, um, you know, being able to move. Paolo to the point, like you'll see on Wednesday night, Paolo mm-hmm. Bancaro is going to bring the ball up a lot. He's going to, you know, play point guard in some respects and being a main initiator, mm-hmm. figuring out how to expand a player's game at, at this level is a big piece of this puzzle. So I'll, I'll turn that question to you then. You know, we knew mm-hmm. that Wemben Yama was an, you know, potentially excellent shot blocker. I think he's leading the league in blocks. Yeah, he um, is. You know, yeah. He's averaging 20, 20.6 points per game. Like he's proven himself to be a scorer. What's something about his game? that's been expanded this year or, or maybe surprised mm. you? Um, surprised me kind of, well, let me rephrase this. I, I really thought that his one, well, the few negatives that he has is his turnovers. He turns the ball over quite a bit. And I thought he would kind of figure that out now. Just recently, uh, he caught the ball up like four times in a game. Um, and, and he's aware of this. He's, he's, he's very aware of this. He was asked, during the uh, post game versus the Wizards a couple of days ago about that. And he's accepted it. And I think I'm surprised that, you know, as much as we see him excel on the stat sheet, but a digger, a bigger dive into it reveals that there's still issues for him to fix on. For example, the turnovers, um, you know, versus the Wizards, he was the worst spur. He was the minus 12 in the plus minus column. So there's still things that he still needs to figure out. Also too, I think what's also surprising me is just how, much the team is still adapting to him. You would think it would be easy, you know, to, hey, there's a seven foot four, you know, generational player on my team. Let's give it to him. 
and how much that's still kind of stuck and or the still adjustment is that this team is going to you're still seeing players that I, I get it, you know, his wingspan and his height, you know, they just lob it up even too too much high for him. The and entry pass out of the, the entry pass yeah. is the greatest yeah. loss skill in the NBA. Right. Like I yeah. will I will put my hand down to that. Yeah. Nobody know nobody in um nobody knows how mm. to throw a good entry pass in the post right. anymore. So the adjustment of him and his teammates, him to and then vice versa, that's still going on. Um on the positive side, as far as X's and O's, what I has been surprising to me is just his presence on defense. I mean, I shouldn't say I'm too, too surprised, but just like the impact. I mean, you, I see opposing players stop dead in their tracks. Think once, twice, three times before they even attempt to get in the paint. You'll see them hauling butt down the lane, and then there's Wimby, and then you see them slow down, and they just stop. You know, they're dead in their tracks. Um, and also, too, just the competitive spirit. I uh, that's been kind of like the biggest thing that's bigger bringing a smile to my face so far. He, he had his chief rival, uh, Holmgren, recently in a national game, and he wanted a piece of him. I never thought I'd see a, you know, because Wimby comes off as this humble, you know, very soft-spoken player, uh, you know, especially in the media room. But he wanted a piece of Chet. You know, he dunked on Chet and stared at him, you know, and, and, and when Ch- there was a moment where, Wimby exited the game to take a breather and Chet came into the game and then Wimby's dead in his track, turned around and asked Bobby to come back in and yeah, go back in. And then the ref said no. And then the frustration, he couldn't get back out there. So there is that. Don't let that soft-spoken, quiet, you know, speak up Wimby, you know, kind of thing, <laughs> you know, throw you off because this this kid has that passion and uh, to be the best at everything, everything, including media. He said that he start the season that he wants to be better in every aspect of his uh, pro career. So just just how much leaps and bounds he's taken. I spoke to uh, a couple of uh, uh, NBA scouts recently, and they, they all agree that this is the biggest surprise for them, even them, that just how quick he picked it up. Um, there's still adjustment to the physicality of it. He's getting better at it. Um, uh, you know, well, MB just busted him up. We all know what happened in that game. And, you know, Giannis, same thing too. But, hey, Wimby gives it back. You know, he, stuff, he yeah. took – yeah, he took he took Giannis to the rim, blocked him in a key uh, uh, play, you know, helped beat the Bucks. So there's still some fine-tuning, but my goodness, Phil. And, and imagine this too. He's doing all this on a minutes restriction. He's on a minutes restriction. Now it's up to 30 now. He hasn't been unleashed yet, and that's what's scary. Yeah, and I, I always I, I reminded everyone about this with Paolo last yeah. year because I think a lot of what you said about Wemby and obviously like Wemby yeah. as a prospect is you know Paolo is a high level, Wemby's another mm-hmm. level. I'm not I'm not going to sit here and pretend that yeah. the Magic weren't wishing that they were in the Wemby draft either, as, as good <laughs> as Paolo has been. Um, but you know, a lot I, I would say the same a lot of the same for Paolo. Like Paolo is a very quiet guy mm-hmm. naturally, but you can see that competitive streak come up and, mm-hmm. and I'm sure, I'm sure both Victor and Paolo are very much looking forward to this first matchup on Wednesday. They'll beat again mm-hmm. next Thursday as well uh, in Orlando. I- I'm sure they're both looking forward to this matchup Absolutely. and, and get, being able to size each mm-hmm. other up. Obviously Wemby and Chet have a little bit of a history from uh, some of the U, I think U18 mm-hmm. or U16 international yep. mm-hmm. international play that, that Paolo is not a part of. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be a fun, fun matchup. And and again, I, I think, you know, 
very different prospects, obviously, but I think there's a lot of mm. parallels with how they've approached and grown in their rookie seasons. Mm. We're going to get to some of the details and keys to that game on Wednesday and as these two teams meet up here in the next two weeks. But we got to take a stop on our trade deadline tour. We're going to talk about whether the Magic and Spurs could maybe get a deal done. There's, there's perhaps at least one guy I think Magic fans might be interested in. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, mm-hmm. every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guarante- Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Uh, of Josh's list, I'm going to go with Patrick Williams of the Chicago Bulls. I know Magic fans are watching Bulls games very carefully right now. Magic Bulls are just two games ahead of the Bulls for eighth in the Eastern Conference. Big game next Saturday, by the way, uh, when the Bulls come to town. With Zach Levine out, Williams is getting minutes and a usage bump, enough to be put into consideration for fantasy leagues. Jeff, I'm curious. Do you have a Spurs fantasy pick this week for for people playing daily fantasy, perhaps? Gee, I wonder who I would pick. (laughs) I wonder who I would pick. I actually go with Wimby. He gives you a little bit of everything across the board on defense, on offense. You want blocks? Well, he leads the league in blocks. He needs points. He'll give you points at that center spot. Needs some steals? He's giving you about one or two a game. So, yeah, he is complete player. If you're on that fantasy wire, you want to grab him. If some doofus let him go and it's not on his you want to go pick him up ASAP. Josh always says don't draft rookies. <laughs> well, I think Josh might make <laughs> I, think, I think I think he Wendy. drafted Wemby. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on the Magic side, I will very highly suggest you take a look at Jonathan Isaac, actually. Jonathan Isaac has had a lot of his minute restrictions lifted. I know Monday's game, he only played eight minutes because of the back-to-back, but – He's played 20 minutes in his last two games. The Magic don't play another back-to-back for another couple weeks. So Jonathan Isaac is a guy that's going to get you rebounds, get you blocks, get you steals, and he's probably going to shoot a high percentage because he's not going to take a lot of shots either. So Jonathan Isaac is my pick on the Magic side. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball Plus all us hosts are going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. It's the same with your vehicle. Uh, with more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, Jeff, I want to thank, by the way, everyone who's listening on Locked On Magic and Locked On Spurs for listening, making us your first listen every day. Um, After us, be sure to check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. You can get all the latest from around the sports world from local experts like Jeff and myself Mm -hmm. and our national shows too. Check it out today, the first ever 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports Today. 
Jeff, uh, we're, we're obviously in that wonderful time of the year oh, that yes. everybody hates. Uh, we are a little bit more than a week away from the trade deadline. The Magic and Spurs actually playing each other on deadline day, February 8th at the Kia Center. Um, I want to start here because there's there's been at least a few ideas being floated around uh, involving the Magic and, and, and mm-hmm. roping in the Spurs. There's one that I had heard pitched about that, that you kind of shot down, but we'll get to that. Um, there's mm-hmm. been one that ESPN's been promoting is, is, you know, feels like a small move, but one that's, I think, been something that the Magic have been attached to for a few years. But I, I want to start here. What is the Spurs' posture entering this trade deadline? You know, they're still a very yeah. young group. They're still kind of figuring uh, out the pieces mm-hmm. and the young players that they have. What are the Spurs looking to accomplish at the as the deadline approaches? You know, I think this is a slow burn for the Spurs. I, I don't think they're going to make any major deal at the trade deadline. So they're, they're, they would rock the roster. Um, Brian Wright, the GM from Coach Popovich as well. They all say they're not going to rush this, that they're going to let Wimby and the crew that they have on their roster right now cook for the for most of the season. Now, of course, you know, I'm making this up, but the Magic were to say, Hey, here's Paolo Boncaro, and we want Devin Vassell or something ridiculous like that. You know, obviously they're not going to shut that down. But, uh, you know, I, I don't expect the Spurs to be major movers this trade deadline. I expect them to be major players in the offseason draft day for sure. But, you know, it's just the usual suspects. You know, Devontae Graham. Yeah, remember him, everybody? Yeah, he's still in the league. Devontae Graham, Seti Osman, Doug McDermott. Uh, you know, those those fringe players that I think the Spurs could move um, come trade deadline. My wild card in all this is actually Keldon Johnson. Um, I think he would be a, a good piece for the Spurs to dangle. This is a Spurs roster that I don't that I don't think anybody outside of Wimby is completely off limits. I don't think so. You got those that are close to it, Keldon, Devin. Uh, but I don't think anybody's like, oh, my God, no, we're going to hang up the phone. You're asking for for Keldon Johnson. No way. Goodbye, Magic GM. Nothing like that. I think you they'll listen to it. But, I, I, again, I expect them to be heavy players in the offseason, not at a trade deadline, minus these fringe veteran players. Yeah, and, and you know, the, 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 the player that I was referencing, you mentioned him there, uh, Doug McDermott. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen ESPN pitch a couple of trade ideas, essentially just swapping salaries. Uh, you know, yeah. Doug McDermott. He's in the last year of his deal. He's making $13.75 million, $13.8 million. Um, swapping him for Gary Harris. You know, Gary Harris has been in and out of the lineup for the Orlando Magic. He makes about the same amount. Gary Harris, mm-hmm. let me pull up my stat here. Gary Harris is at 13 even. Uh, so that's that's enough to to make a deal happen. So there's there's a, you know, I, I'm big mm-hmm. at the trade deadline. Right. Like you talk about frameworks of deals. You talk about, okay, here is something that can work. Maybe there's some details that need to be filled in. Maybe the Magic have Mm -hmm. to throw a second round pick because Gary Harris is injured all the time. Or, you know, that's not, you know, Gary Harris, uh, also an expiring contract, is not really what the Spurs are looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, The Magic just may say, hey, we need another shooter for our our playoff push. Mm -hmm. Let's let's trade Harris. And I think they have a top 55 protected second, you Mm -hmm. know. that sure. probably, maybe that doesn't, maybe that yeah. doesn't, I don't know, but the framework for a deal is there. And obviously McDermott, fantastic shooter, um, mm-hmm. you know, a guy that would fit a very real need for the magic, a guy with good yeah. size, you know, definitely, definitely a, a player in the team's wheelhouse uh, on that front. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, again, you said you mentioned maybe Keldon Johnson. I doubt Devin Vassell is is on the table. Yeah. Guy on his rookie contract is super valuable. I, I'm sure the Magic mm-hmm. would love to get him, but they're probably not willing to give up uh, enough to to to, yeah. to to pry him free. Like it, it'll it'll take like an Atlanta Hawks deal for Dejounte Murray for that. Okay, yeah, they're not yeah. they're not they're not it'll doing be that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, I mean they're they might do that for Dejounte, but. <laughs> Yeah, but, but they're, they're not. They're not doing. They're not doing. I don't think they'd do that for Vassell at, at this point. Um, so with, with with that being said, then if the Spurs were to move, mm-hmm. what kind of assets are they looking looking back for? Oh, um, yeah. Know, what 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 are you know? You mentioned that they're probably going to look closer to the draft. Does that mean that they're looking for draft picks in return rather than players? No. Like no, no. Yeah. no. What are they? What are they? What are, I, I, what are their I, goals I think, for the short term? I think I. Just personally, I think they just got to stop amassing draft picks. They got too many, and they got to start using them very, very soon. But I think they already showed their hand already. In well, not their hand, but let's just rephrase that. Uh, reports are saying that the Spurs were looking for Dejounte Murray. Now I know Dejounte Murray, a former Spur. I get all that, but to me, I read behind. I read more than that. I just know, hey, you're recognizing an issue with your roster, and that is thin at the point guard spot. And look, I am a huge Trey Joe fan. I think he's va- he's severely underrated in the league but he, he does he lacks the size he lacks the shooting uh he's a great floor general great assist guy he can score in the paint he's just he his shot is a little inconsistent he, he doesn't have really a three shot and he's you know he, he's on the it's a shorter end for nba standards so i think they're already revealed if these reports were true about them chasing Dejounte that they need a big point guard so I think that's at the top of their to-do list, whether it's the trade deadline or the draft offseason. And after that, I think it's just they got to bring in veterans. I'm not the only one who's saying this. There's a guy whose jersey retired at the Frost Center, Sean Elliott. He went on local San Antonio radio, San Antonio sports star, and flat out just kind of called out the Spurs for saying, like, hey, you know, maybe your rebuild wasn't the right way. You know, He said, when I came in and I, me and David came in as rookie, Robinson, because we had Terry Cummings, we had Caldwell Jones, we had Mo Cheeks, we had all these veterans, and then that pushed us. Now, granted, different time, different era, I get all that, but I think they got to bring in an infusion of good veteran players that have been there. I'm not talking about the end of their end yeah. of their career, guys who can contribute. Guys, yeah, guys that can help immediately and that can be present in the locker room and on the court. Sometimes I don't. I think the Spurs team. No, no, I don't think. I think no, they are because. Popovich and Wimby said it recently. This team is still immature. They had no business losing to that game versus the Wizards. None. And Pop blasted for their maturity because, yeah, they were lollygagging. They were in that fourth quarter. They're like, we're winning. Woo. Look at this. <laughs> no, no, yeah. Say, you know, they're like, oh, wait. Yeah, we lost. Let me, you know? let me, let me speak from experience on this, seeing that okay. since the Magic had been rebuilding for 10 years. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> is, that is absolutely a huge factor. Um, yeah. getting, you know, even though you, the mistake that a lot of rebuilding teams make, so Spurs fans, listen up the mistake that a lot of rebuilding teams make, and that includes the magic at various points in the rebuild is not having quality veterans who are invested in the journey. You know, the mm-hmm. veterans check out easily, love chanting Friday to death, love Dizier in Orlando. Mm-hmm. He, he sniffed out how unserious the franchise was for winning and yeah. checked out and you know, he'll admit that. I don't think I'm saying anything crazy there. I think he admits that publicly. Um, and I love Channing. Channing was great to talk to. He kept things real. I think players respected him, but he didn't buy into the coach. And obviously mm-hmm. the coach then was Jacques Vaughn, who was in a, in a little bit over his head. He's done better in Brooklyn. Obviously, San Antonio is very 
uh, familiar with, with Jacques. Um, but having veterans in that locker room that keeps everyone on task, keeps mm-hmm. everyone invested in the bigger picture, does indeed help you steal a few wins here or there, yeah. calm the team down. Mm-hmm. That stuff is really, really valuable. And, and honestly, mm-hmm. like, yes, the Magic are hovering at 500. They're in the play-in chase right now. This right. is the Magic right now are the third youngest roster in the league, I believe. When yeah, I behind watch, Spurs and the Thunder. Behind the Spurs yeah. and the Thunder, yeah. Um, when I watch the Magic, a lot of the problems that I see for them are the exact same problems. They're a young team figuring out how to win, and they might have a lot more. Th- they have a lot more things figured out right now than the Spurs do. You know, the records, mm-hmm. the, the RHA record says you are. Um, but they need a veteran point guard to calm them down. They'll have mm-hmm. these stretches where they're kind of running back and forth. They're not super organized. They they can't fit. You know, they can't quite diagnose what what's mm-hmm. in front of them defensively. And that's when that's when they get yeah. into a lot of trouble. Um, and so and, you know, and, I, I, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, I was like to your point. Yeah, it, the, the perfect example is that that Washington lost for the for the Spurs. You know, have an established NBA veteran. I don't care what position it was, forward, point guard, off guard, whatever. You know, was there? I'm like, I think he would have reeled him in and be like, "What are we doing here? You know, this game ain't even close to being over yet." And I think that's where you see the 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 Spurs youth shine. You know, in a bad way. You know, Popovich talked about it and too. It's, it's part of the growing yeah. things. Like it's not, yeah. it's not necessarily well, a bad thing. <laughs> but well, it's here's part the of the process. Well, here's the thing. We had a recent episode of Lockdown Spurs, and we talked about the magic because we were trying to say, okay, where the where the Spurs are in their rebuild. His face, that's what they're on. They got Wimby. Does it not mean they're out of the woods yet at all? No. The record. They got, they got a big. They got a big. The door is wide open. Like, like, yeah. I mean, I I tell Magic fans this all the time when I talk yeah. about the Magic's rebuild process. Getting Paolo Bancaro. As good as Franz Wagner is, and he's very good, mm-hmm. um, getting Paolo Bancaro made everything make sense. Like right, everything exactly. makes sense for this team right now. Right. And for, so for the Spurs fans, you know, I think they've come to the realization that, yeah, this rebuild is not over. And guess what? It probably not could be over not even after next season. You know, it's going to take a while. But we we talked about the magic and we're saying, well, okay, well, what, what would be a good, you know, copy, a good path to take a Thunder path? Well, the Thunder, you know, okay, fine. Maybe back then they did not know trading for Shea Gilgis was going to turn into MVP Shea Gilgis, you know, but still they made a move, a major move. Um, Then you have the Kings, you know, built through the draft, a a trade here, a trade there. And now look at them, you know, it's the Sabonis trade with Indiana. And we talked about the magic and I bring up the magic is because I think Wagner earlier this season, post game, talked about how this team, your magic would be going through this rebuild for two to three years and now they find it well in his eyes too. Well, because he's I guess he's no, no, yeah, Mo Wagner, yeah, 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 Mo, yeah. Yeah, Mo Wagner brought yeah. that up, yeah, yeah. And say now look at this, and I thought that was a perfect way to look at the Spurs situation. Look how long it took the Magic two to three seasons for them to kind of sort of already coming out of their rebuild. The Spurs are just starting. Their starting point actually was probably realizing that we got to start at the bottom, and then they flipped Dejounte, they flipped Derek White. I mean, little moves like flipping Drew Eubanks and, you know, Bryn Forbes to Denver, you know, to amass this, uh, this, uh, this uh, picks and, uh, and, and start over again. They got really lucky. He went in the lottery and getting Wimby. That helped a lot. But I think if you look at the magic, the magic now realize, okay, it was a two to three year process. And I think the Spurs and the fans are realizing, yeah, we got Wimby, but man, this this thing ain't over. It's gonna take a while. I mean, it, look, you you it, it doesn't happen overnight at yeah. all. Yeah, 
and 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 you know Mo Mo Wagner has been really good at that mm-hmm. perspective because he joined the team this the mm-hmm. year before they drafted his brother and Jalen Suggs. Mm-hmm. And Mo has said repeatedly, like, look, this has been a two to three year journey for us. Like mm-hmm. we've been together. And, and and I think, you know, Eric Spolster, the Miami Heat, when when the when the Heat have played the Magic have mentioned has mentioned this mm-hmm. several times, like they've stuck together. They identified their core group of guys. They kept, you know, they they resisted calls to push their chips in too soon. They've stuck together and they've been able to grow together for two to three years. Now, you know, we're obviously talking trade deadline stuff here. I think everyone senses that the Magic are going to need to add something to the mix, but I, I think I think what the Magic have done really, really well um, and has put them in this spot, and I think it's something they'll continue to do, is they're not looking to completely overhaul this roster. They don't want to change mm-hmm. three, four, five guys every year. Right. They may add two or three, well, no more than three, but one or two guys every year to what they've already built uh, and build off that culture. And obviously, like, you know, no one's the king of culture and understanding the bigger picture better mm-hmm. than Greg Popovich. You know, I will, right. I will always shout from the heavens because I was one of the big doubters. The job mm-hmm. that Greg Popovich did in the Olympics in in uh, in twenty twenty and twenty twenty one in Tokyo, um, the way he got that team together, the way he you know sacrificed some game, honestly sacrificed some games early to teach important lessons mm-hmm. that were vital later in the season. Uh, obviously those are veteran players on an Olympic team, a very different situation, but I think it speaks to how well Popovich still has a grasp of the bigger picture of what you're trying to build and what you're trying to grow Mm -hmm. and getting everyone to work toward it. Um, I want to close out here because, because the reason I did want to have you on and you shot this down when we were talking before (laughs) beforehand, but uh, there, there are at least a a few, you know, sites, a few people, connecting mm-hmm. Markel Fultz to the Spurs. You mentioned right. that the Spurs need a point guard. They need a veteran. You know, I, I think I'm an advocate of Markel Fultz saying like, if Markel Fultz is playing, the team is usually a little bit calmer, even with the shooting mm-hmm. issues, even with the shooting questions. Yeah. Um, you shot down the, any Markel Fultz rumor. He's making 17 million a year. So, so it's yeah. obviously one of those contracts that the Magic could match. Um, you know, it, the, the Spurs would have to add something if, if Doug McDermott were the guy, but mm-hmm. um so maybe there isn't a great framework with San Antonio to make something happen. Yeah. But I want to take this moment to think a little bit about the Markel Fultz trade market. Why wouldn't Markel Fultz be a good fit for the Spurs? Um, I think it, it, oh yeah. I think that the, the, the first of the position he plays, the Spurs need that perimeter threat, you know, and he does not okay. have that. You're yeah. basically getting Trey Jones all over again, just a bigger Trey Jones. Um and that's it. You know, I think if you're going to go that route, we'll just stick with Trey Jones. You know, at least he's familiar with the system. He's been there, done that. With going to the year three, in year three now with the Spurs. No, I, I think this is a, uh, you know, and I take it back. You know, I've heard like maybe seasons ago uh, rumblings of Fultz and the Spurs. But from my point of view, that's really stopped. You know, I really haven't heard anything else. Uh, since uh, about two, three years ago. Uh, yeah, so, it, it. I mean, honestly, yeah. like it feels like professional dot connecting. Like everyone saw yeah. the struggle that that Jeremy Sohan mm-hmm. had had playing the yeah. point guard, the need for a point guard. You know, Fultz gives yeah. them some size. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to be surprised to come trade deadline. You know, so many reports, Spurs insert veteran point guard are in talks. Mm. You know, I'm expecting tons of those. Like, oh, rumor, I heard this, and Spurs want X guard, and Spurs want this guard. You know, I think what's going to push the needle for the Spurs to make a move like that, it'll have to be some, you know, I'm off the top of my head, you know, like a, like a Mike Conley, 
you know that that kind of veteran, that kind of that kind of level veteran. That's okay. A, that's a veteran, and, you know. And and to and to your point earlier, and I'll close yeah. out here because I think the Magic are also experiencing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Magic and the Spurs are two of the only, two of the few teams that are going to have cap room this summer. Mm-hmm. Anything they do at the deadline, they can probably also accomplish in the summer too. And so I, mm-hmm. I like exactly. I, I, Magic fans hate me for saying this. Mm-hmm. I think the Magic will be much more active in the offseason than yep, they will be than they will be at this mm-hmm. point. Even though, yeah. uh, unlike San Antonio, sorry about that, um, Orlando mm-hmm. probably has some motivation to try and get a little bit better uh, in mm-hmm. the short term. Um, you, you guys, you guys would have push push for flag, you know, maybe kind of hover, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Thing, I, it might know? be a little, might be a little late for that. <laughs> it would be a little late for that. No, no, I might wouldn't be, be surprised if the Spurs, you know, maybe are eyeing, you know. We're in the rebuild, you know, these things take time. And oh my yeah. god, what a bad season we're having in 24 oh, 25. You know, <laughs> darn it. You know, but but you know, as far as even this upcoming draft, I I would not be surprised to see the Spurs trade out of their pick. Really? And use that draft. Let's just say they get a one through five, forget the rate they're going. Um, and be like, okay, well, we know what we need. All right, here we need that veteran guard, point guard. Let's bring them in. And hey, NBA. And those teams that have what we need, we have a top five pick plus all this draft capital plus some flippable players on our roster. Let's talk. You know, I think that that could be another route. This person it, take. It, it sounds like a lot of teams would be trying to trade out of this draft, and I think the Magic will yeah. be one of them as well. Um, yeah. Let's let's turn our focus back then to Wednesday's game. We'll talk about sure. some keys to the game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for quick work for our friends over at LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that will take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion, that's billion with a B, professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn also knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Jeff, we're also here because uh, the Magic and Spurs play on Wednesday, as things would have it. Uh, actually, we get two games here in the next two mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, so we're going to see a lot of each other, and then we won't see each other for oh, a whole for year. Sure. That's, that's, uh, at, least, at least until the NBA Finals. Um, and so 
I'll miss uh, you, Phil. I'll miss you too, Jeff. <laughs> um, but uh, what what to you is the big? You know, the Spurs are playing better right now. I, I know everyone's going to look at the record, yeah, yeah. but they've strung together a few wins. Yes, their loss on, on I believe Monday to the Wizards was was disappointing. Was disappointing. Don't remind um, me. It, we all we all have them. We had a bad loss too on Monday. Um, yeah. uh, but um, what's what's been different about the Spurs, and what's been the big key to to finding a little bit of success right now? Uh, you know, I think just a roster shift, you know, moving um, Wemby to the center spot, bringing in Trey Jones as your starting point guard, taking Sohan back to his natural position, that's forward swing guy player, moving Zach Collins to the bench. That's really helped the Spurs team find uh, not only just another level collectively, but also for Wemby as well. Then there's Wemby, the Wemby effect on the court. He's really catapulted of late just putting up a monster numbers you, you know i know joel Embiid had himself a game uh, when the spurs played the uh the sixers but if you, you look at what Wimby did you look at what Wimby. yeah he's doing that everybody but you look at what Wimby did against Embiid. sure it wasn't a 70 pointer but you know he had 30 plus points and several blocks and rebounds um other thing too is i think they're keeping turnovers low that's a really big key i actually wrote about it i spoke to a couple of the players about uh how one other trend is the turnovers are, are kind of de declining in a good way. I mean, they had a game where they only had five turnovers for a game, uh, one just for eight. So that has been a really, really big improvement. So they're very valuing the ball. They like to share the ball a lot too. I think they have to, because outside of Wimby, there is no dominant uh, one, two punch for this team. So uh, yeah, uh, overall, I, I think they're they're playing closer to 48 minutes as well. There was a time fail where you could say, yay, the Spurs are up 12 at half. And everybody in San Antonio would be like this. Hey, just wait. They're going to blow it. They're going to blow it. And that's not happening anymore. Um, the anomaly was that Wizards game where they just went to sleep. But they're winning third quarters. That was their Achilles heel for a good chunk of the start of the season. You, you didn't matter if the Spurs were up by 10 or or if, you, or if opposing teams were just, you know, decimating them. They could have just really put the coffin, close it in the third quarter against the Spurs. That's not anymore. They're being competitive. They won several third quarters in a row, like four to five in a row. So overall, they're seeing, they're starting to get it a little bit more, a little bit more. Yes, they fall into their youth. We saw against the Washington, but you're seeing a little bit more complete play i want to say 48 minutes of play maybe closer to 40 you know we're there so the baby steps phil this team is making babies because hey, they are babies of the nba everyone everyone who's listened to locked on magic knows that, that when the magic re re rebuilding i would always say you know this team is capable of playing 40 good minutes but those yeah. eight minutes that's that, that's, that, that's the difference, difference. Yeah. That's, that's the difference, difference between yeah. the men of the nba and the boys of college like mm -hmm. that those eight minutes are everything and and you know, the Magic are going through some of their growing pains too. Um, they're they're just starting to get healthy. Um, the Magic's injury report at least is out since we recorded this. Mm -hmm. Jonathan Isaac, Marco Fultz, both slated to be available. Um, they've been kind of holding them on back to backs. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen how good this team can be when everybody is healthy, and and now it's just been about getting everyone back in rhythm. And, and you mentioned yeah. the turnovers. I think that's a big factor both mm -hmm. ways on the in this game because right. well the. Go, go for well, it. You know what I was saying? Well, right now, the Spurs are at least through the month of January so far. Um, they're averaging 12 turnovers a game. That's their lowest that's pretty good. per month this season. So that's really, really good. That's pretty you know, good. 
And you're seeing you're seeing that progression from the Spurs. So, for example, in October, you know, opening opening month, they're averaging about close to 19 a game. You look at November, it drops down to 15. You look at December, it dropped down to 13, and now we're at 12. So you're seeing yeah, they're that's, starting that's to good get it a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but like they're facing a Magic team that I think is, I want to say top five in the league in forcing turnovers and opponent turnover okay. rate. Um, well, that'll be definitely something to watch for tonight. Yeah, it's gonna be something to watch for sure. Um, but the Magic are also young, and they they have a penchant for committing a lot of turnovers. And mm-hmm. the big thing that I'm watching in this game from the Magic perspective is we know Orlando's offense is not very good. Um, their shooting is inconsistent at best, and that's probably being polite about how bad the shooting is because they're the worst three point shooting team in the league. Mm-hmm. The Magic success is predicated on getting to the paint, getting to the foul line. Um, and when you're play, and what they've struggled with this year against Minnesota and Cleveland specifically with Rudy Gobert and Jared Allen is if they get their shots blocked a bit early, um, they sometimes get a little hesitant to attack the paint. They start settling for threes, and that's when they really get into trouble. So for me, the big factor for the Magic is their willingness to attack Wembenyama, their their willingness to get downhill to the paint, try and force their way to the line. And then their ability to get back, should they get a shot block? Um, mm-hmm. Should they turn the ball over? Are they able to limit transition points? Because regardless of whether the Spurs are usually a team that gets a lot of transition points or not, there's going to be opportunities because of that shot blocking. And Orlando has to be really, really sharp. You, you can't let shot, you know, block shots become turnovers mm-hmm. too, essentially. And so to me, the turnover battle is going to be big for the Magic, forcing some turnovers defensively. The battle for the paint, I think, is is what's really going to decide this game. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, uh, the matchup that I'm most looking forward to seeing is Jonathan Isaac against Victor Wembanyama because they're kind of the Spider-Man meme in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> but uh, but you know, you know, we don't know if Isaac's going to start again after he started Monday night. That was really promising. Yeah. But with Marco Fultz back, maybe Fultz is back in the lineup. Um, I, I would not be surprised if we see a lot of that matchup and, and we see if Isaac can be the one that gives Wemben Yama some problems, but, but again, like Wemben Yama makes yeah. everyone look small. He's going to make Isaac look a little tiny too. It does. Yeah. I mean, did you see him be try to size himself up to win? Yeah. Yeah. So I kill you. Like try to, yeah. I mean that like yeah. I, I was telling people this about Paolo uh, and obviously Wemben Yama is like much bigger, but like you don't realize how big Paolo is until you see him in person too. Mm-hmm. Like you, exactly. you, you get, you know, 6'10", 215, you conceptualize, oh, that's a big dude. And then you see him as like, oh, he's he's much bigger than I thought. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see the Spurs next next Thursday when they come to Kia Center, when they come to Orlando, yeah. um, just to get my first, like, look at him. But I remember watching yeah. his tape in France and being like, well, this this you, guy is unbelievable, yeah. unreal. You're going like, to be surprised just how, how thin he is. Yeah. They all start thin. That's what yeah, happens. Yeah. They're all they're Except, all Unless you're Kevin Durant. Unless you're Kevin Durant, who just stayed skinny. I mean, he stayed it. skinny, but he's built now. Like he, like he, yeah. like compare him to where he was as a rookie in Seattle. It's just like mm-hmm. that they're not the same person. Like even well, like in, in, interesting enough, Wimby did reveal that he is starting more weightlifting. Yeah, uh, that that was kind of a big no no for him. I mean, there he was, was doing like, all, no all that flexibility trading. Like the, yeah, the way yeah. he rolled his ankle, like he did, he like yeah. popped back up. It's just like, good God, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where that came in. But he's starting to do a lot more weight training. You know, one little thing, too, I want to keep an eye on for tonight as well is for the San Antonio side is their offensive rebounding. Uh, that's starting to trend upwards now. Uh, last month, about 9.6 uh, per game. This month, so far, 11. So that could just be Wemby being Wemby, you know. But 
um, they're getting those second chance opportunities. And right now they're getting close to 11 per game right now, which is pretty good. You, you know, uh, when you look at these stats, uh, Phil, sometimes it's just a little baffling. Like on paper, this, this team should not just have 10 wins on the season. No. You know, you, you would think that, hey, we're just bringing the same team we had for uh, last season, bringing them back. So look at all that chemistry. Look at all the familiarity. Look at all the lumps and the bumps that they took during a bad season. They're going to really want to shake out of that and just inserting Wimby, and away we go. <laughs> and it hasn't been that way. NBA season's long. No, they'll, 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 they're finding their groove right now. Like, you know, I, I know Magic yeah. fans have been looking for, like, a, a spot to breathe in the schedule. Uh, and and mm-hmm. Magic, I think, by the numbers, still have the easiest schedule remaining in the league. That might change, you know, that might change after Wednesday. Um, that we mm-hmm. may, may no longer be able to say that stat. Um, but like this is like this is not a Spurs team to overlook. They don't have a lot of wins, but right. they have yeah. talent. Like mm-hmm. Devin Vassell's killed the magic before. Kelvin exactly. Johnson's very, very good. Doug McDermott's killed the magic. They have some weapons, they have some guys, and they have Wembenyama, who's very, 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 very good. Um, very for good, whatever yeah. minutes he plays, you know. You, this is not a team you can sleepwalk against, and they're they're starting to figure things out and playing a whole lot better yeah. right now. And so, you know, you know, you know Phil, I'm I'm glad you're doing this crossover with me, and thank you for uh, setting this up. But I would ask you now okay. if you could address the Spurs fans to tell them exactly, you know, that it's bad right now. Basically, we, we're going to pull uh, Harvey Dent right now. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're speaking to to the public. We're Harvey Dent. He goes, the dawn will rise. The, da- the night know. is always darkest before the, the dawn. Before the dawn. Um, yes. Uh, look, what would you tell the Spurs fans right now that are just, I mean, the Spurs fans are going through it right now, Phil. They cannot stand this. Yeah. And, and look, rebuilding sucks. Like the Magic have been bad. The, the Magic are doing a bunch of things this year that they haven't done since Dwight Howard left in 2012. Like we're doing the we're doing things we haven't done in a decade. Um, rebuilding sucks. And the unfortunate thing about rebuilding is you don't have a guarantee that you're going to come out to the other side. You know, uh, I think the magic, when they traded Dwight Howard, they figured we're going to win the lottery in the next two to three years and everything's going to be set up. Well, it turned out they got the number two pick and drafted Victor Oladipo, which was a fine pick, but not a strong draft. Um, Giannis went 15, obviously Gobert went 27. Um, they got the number four pick just after Andrew Wiggins, Jabari Parker and Joel Embiid. Um, they missed out on Kristaps Porzingis by a year. Um, rebuilding sucks, and and it can be really, really challenging. But if there's one thing the Spurs have going for them, is they won the lottery already. the 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 NBA is about stars. Spurs Spurs fans should know that as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. You need your top guy in place. And so when you're looking at the season and you're looking at the next maybe season or two. Everything has to be about how do we make Victor Wembenyama's life easier? How do we grow him and develop him into the player we want him to be and that he need that that he can be? Everything has to be about that development first. At this stage, nothing else matters. Like you said, like the Spurs can't the Spurs should be willing to listen and pick up the phone on anyone on their roster, mm-hmm. but it's all about Victor Wembenyama. And as long as he's growing and, and maturing in the right direction and the Spurs have an understanding of what they need to add around him and they mm-hmm. have great coaching, which, you know, Greg Popovich is obviously a, a fantastic coach. As long as they have the long-term vision of what they're going to be in place, their rebuild isn't going to last long because they've got the foundation piece in. They've got the pillar in. Like, 
the magic, if the magic didn't win the lottery, if they took Jabari Smith over Paolo Bancaro, we're not sitting where we are today. Right. Um, yeah. with, the, with a very bright future and very and, and a clear understanding of what comes next in, in their development. A player like Paolo, a player like Wimbenyama, just like a player like Dwight or Shaq or David Robinson or Tim Duncan, just makes everything clearer. So yes, things look bleak today, but treasure the small victories, treasure the progress like you were just saying, uh, and understand that if the team and that organization does the right things and they're the Spurs, they're going to do the right things. They're going to do the right thing, um, yeah. yeah. As long as they do the right things to surround Wimbenyama and set him up for success, the Spurs are going to be back where they always belong, where they always are yeah. it, very, very soon. Um, yeah. And, it, it, and, sucks and, right, it, it sucks right now. Yeah, like, I, it, it sucks. sucks. Right it's hard. I, I've, been, I've been through it, you know, two rebuilds already with this franchise. You know, so this is the old hat for me. But a lot of these younger kids – they grew up in those, the decade of the big three. Those poor, those poor, those poor seven-year-olds who've never seen the New York Yankees win a championship. <laughs> exactly. You know, but hey, you know, another a little fun little tidbit that the Magic and the Spurs uh, fan bases will have is the uh, NBA Panini Rising Stars will get to see Wemby versus Paolo. Well, offers in a rocket, maybe, well, maybe. We'll, we'll see if Paolo decides to play in that game if, if he gets yeah. the if he gets the Sunday invitation that we're expecting. Um, but well, no, he did already. The NBA announced it. Oh, oh, he announced it today. Oh, then there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. The NBA we'll see if he it. plays if he gets the Sunday invitation that we're expecting. Oh, you want that invitation? Oh no, no, I Thursday, Thursday. Paolo, Paolo is going to be in the All Star game. Like, no, like, no, yo, he is. I'm just saying. Like, do you really think that he would? Uh, not give the magic fans a little bit more fun. Uh, it's, it's, you know. it's, you know, if somehow him giving up his spot gets Anthony black, a trip to, to Indianapolis. Uh, I okay. think, I think he did. I don't think that's how that works, but we'll see. Yeah. I'm, we'll I'm see. always down yeah. for more Palo, but Palo's going to be very, very busy uh, that weekend in Indianapolis. Oh, for um, sure. Uh, as I'm sure Wemby will be too, because he's going to be a future oh, player. Yeah. I'm Wemby's doing the skills competition. I want to say. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So no, he's going to, he's going to be very busy. Yeah, that's 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 the way to do it, actually, because yeah. practicing actually makes you overthink it and, and do worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, uh, I want to thank you for for joining me today to chat yeah. a little bit about our our two teams, where they're at, and what their future might hold. Um, yeah, I'm I'm sure you'll you'll sign up, but for my listeners, where where can they find find your work? Oh, for sure. Yeah, um, I'm actually the uh, Spurs beat writer for Ken's Five San Antonio. Uh, that is the local TV station out in uh, San Antonio. So I'm going to the games, chatting with the players. I uh, recently spoke to uh, Dominic Barlow, uh, one of the younger players. Well, <laughs> one of the younger players. Like, can you believe it? There's actually younger players on the youngest team um, about his selection to the G League All-Star uh, squad. So that feature should be coming out sometime today by the time you're listening to this uh, episode. And, of course, host of Locked On Spurs. You know, we were talking about Doug McDermott earlier. I would hate to see him go. Why? Because he's been on Locked On Spurs um, before. You know, hey, you know. Bye, Doug. You know, at least we're coming on Lockdown Spurs. But check it out, the Lockdown Spurs YouTube page, uh, Ken's 5 Plus app, iTunes. Just everywhere you find Lockdown Magic, you'll find Lockdown Spurs. Simple as that. Yeah, and for Spurs fans looking to learn more about the Magic, you can, of course, find me on tw- on Twitter at R underscore OMD. You can find my work at orlandomagicdaily.com, as well as check out Lockdown Magic every single day for the latest on the Magic. Um, Jeff, thanks for hopping on. We will see you wait, Wednesday. Wait. No, no, no comments about the nerd wall from, no, from mean, a fellow nerd. I mean, it goes it goes without saying. Like obviously, I mean, you, I mean, you did not even comment on Optimus Prime dunking on me. I didn't see that. I didn't see that one. Like I got the little narrow window. Oh yeah, there there you go. Go. How about that little air air prime there. 
Look at that air prime dunking on me. It, I, I think anybody would be honored to have prime dunk. Oh, on absolutely. Right? I, mean, absolutely. I mean, you I mean, like, yes. If, Opti if Optimus Prime is dunking on you, you probably deserve it. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, Jeff, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you Wednesday night as the Magic take on the Spurs. Yeah. We'll see you next Thursday when the Magic take on the Spurs again at Key at in Orlando. And as always, see you in the NBA Finals as well. As always, I want to thank Jeff for joining us on the show, giving us a little preview of the Spurs. We do see them twice here in the next two weeks. And obviously the trade deadline coming up, I think it is important to look at teams like the Spurs, rebuilding team. Maybe, like I said, you could get, you could maybe, maybe a Doug McDermott for Gary Harris swap, get a good three-point shooter in. Probably only cost you a quick second round pick if that's what it comes down to. That's kind of, honestly, if the Magic do make a move at the deadline, that's, probably more likely the kind of move that they end up making than one of the bigger moves that we're talking about. Like, like I mentioned as well, the magic and the Spurs, both teams that have a lot of cap room coming up this summer. There's a lot of chances to make some work do and do some work to get better uh, in the off season. So again, we'll see what ends up happening. We're coming up on a week away to the trade deadline. Hopefully we'll get a couple more uh, stops on the trade deadline tour on the horizon. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, search your tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them sell podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device related on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can find this podcast as well on YouTube. Search for Locked on Magic or youtube.com slash at Locked on Magic. That's the at sign, not literally spelling out at that i don't know i don't make the rules um you can also check out my patreon page orlando magic hub for more bonus magic content check it out at patreon.com slash orlando magic hub that's gonna do it for me today though i want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of lockdown match be sure to check out the lockdown sports today 24 7 streaming channel for the latest around the sports world it's a good tool for you we got local experts we got national shows we got everything check it out today at lockdown sports today but until next time for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Wright. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.